Well, good morning. I don't want to take away anything that Brother Tim has said about wanting to see the Lord this morning, uh, but something I have learned in the last few years is you won't see Him if you're not looking for Him. So if you want to see Him, you best get busy looking for Him. One of the things that uh, struck me as we were singing the song this morning, and uh, uh, I would see Jesus. Every night, I try to sing to my son before he goes to sleep. And usually he likes one or two songs. Usually he likes the doxology. And uh, the other one that I sing to him quite often is uh, Seek Ye First. And he has memorized that song, and he tries to key a song. It's actually kind of cute if you ever get to hear him. And uh, he just loves to sing. But in thinking about what Brother Tim started out by saying this morning, uh, the Bible records for us in that verse in Matthew 6 and 33, and it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It didn't say seek him second, didn't say seek him third, it said seek him first. I look at, across the congregation this morning, it kind of reminds me of our home church back about 17 years ago. Lots of young folks. Uh, that's a great blessing to have. But I can tell you through experience, over the last 17 years, I've watched the decisions that folks made, and they did not seek the kingdom first. And I've watched as friends that I grew up with, uh, no longer in the church, uh, no longer want to attend any church. Uh, that's probably a worst, worst case scenario other than I wish they were in some church. Uh, but seek ye first. Too often times we get distracted. And in the society that we're living in today, I mean, I could probably ask you all to raise a hand and I, most of you could pull out an iPhone or a Galaxy or something like that. Uh, most of the things that are first on our mind is what's on the internet, what's on the news, what's in our, who's calling me. Uh, I love my mother. I'm going to pick at her just a little bit today, but I tell you, when I call her, she's on the phone constantly all the time. Something's going on. And uh, we're all busy. We all, things, the, 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 the things of life just seem to pile upon us, right? But we don't stop and pause and recognize that we are to seek first the kingdom of God and all the decisions that we make. And I think it hinders us in a way. And I've been on a little bit of a journey. Over the last probably year, if you've listened to any of the sermons we've posted online at Zion Rest, you've probably heard me preach out of Philippians. And uh, I love the book of Philippians. I think Philippians is a great book, especially when it comes to thinking about Paul's last letter that he wrote, that, uh, one of the last letters that he wrote while he was in prison, and he wrote it to a mature church. He didn't write it to, it wasn't like the letter to uh, Colossae or to Ephesus. It wasn't a basic, you know, where both of those letters, Colossians and Ephesians, you'll look at the first three or so chapters, and they're good doctrinal chapters setting some foundational things. But he didn't do that with the church at Philippi. He loved the church at Philippi, and you could tell that they were abounding in grace, they were abounding in charity. They were serving the needs of the Apostle Paul and of all the other ministers. Uh, and, and, and they met his needs above all others. And there was a special love the Apostle Paul had 
for the church there at Philippi. And in writing to them, it was actually, you can see the emotion of the Apostle Paul as he wrote it. And there in the first chapter, he actually writes that, you know, for, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. But then he goes right on to say, but he has this desire that he's in a strait betwixt two, right? He has this desire to depart and go home and be with the Lord. And I can relate to that. But to, he says to be here is more needful for you. So Paul was struggling in writing this last letter. And so he comes together to write in the, in there in the first latter part of the first chapter. He brings out a portion that says, let only your conversation be as it that becometh the gospel of Christ. He stresses unity in love and in faith, striving together for the furtherance of the gospel. And, he's at, and though, so he goes on to continue that portion by saying this, how do you begin striving together? It's through humility. Amen. He goes on to express the humility that Jesus had. I'm not going to go through all that this morning. But he goes on to express that he felt that there was none other than Timotheus and Epaphroditus that were both like Paul who were willing to die for the furtherance of the gospel. And that's their humility in serving Jesus Christ was that they were willing to die. And I can look upon all of you now today and I can promise me and my dad were having this conversation earlier this week that he was saying, you know, some of the things like, you know, the, 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 the more of the, the increase in Islam around the globe today and probably some of the teachings that are going on in society today that seem to be things that when I was in high school, we didn't talk about. Right. OK, we may have known they were out there, but you didn't talk about it. It wasn't thrown in your face everywhere. It wasn't on Instagram, Facebook. Well, we didn't have those things. I'm actually that age now, right? Uh, I didn't have those things when I was in high school. I didn't have a cell phone up until I was in uh, uh, 14 years old. And even that was new because I got a bat. We had the bag phone. Anybody remember the bag phone? Okay. So, I mean, there was the, there's this idea of the way, you know, we just didn't talk about things. But see, now... It's just in front of us everywhere that we go. Right. I was talking to a preacher friend of mine this week, and he's a, he's a little league uh, five- and six-year-old uh, T-ball coach pitch type uh, coach. And uh, one, of the, uh, one of the team members uh, is a little girl, and the parents call that person a little boy. And he said, I never thought that I would have to be teaching my five-year-old these things at this age. If that doesn't get you to pause and to think for just a moment, that, that for those that are my age and just younger, that is the society we're going to bring our children up in. And we have to make a choice. I started out by seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You've got a choice to make. You're either going to stand on the things of God and follow His commandments. See, we can go down the path where we could go and read Ecclesiastes and look at all the things Solomon thought he had to do to experience life. To prove or test or to tempt God to see whether or not what God said was right. But what do we hear at the end of the chapter or at the end of the book? He says, let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. So I'm trying to get God's people, let's get to the conclusion of the whole matter and not feel like we have to experience all this other. Let's just do it God's way. Okay? One of the things that I've uh, thought about over the last year, now again, let me get back to Philippians really quick. He expresses the need for humility. And then Paul says, if you think you've got pride, I'll the more. Okay? If you've got a resume, he's like, Paul's like, I got it. 
He goes on and lists his resume and he goes, I've counted all as dung. Why? That he may win Christ. The fellowship of his sufferings that he may be found in him so that he may apprehend that which has apprehended him. Okay? And so in this last letter that he's writing, he goes on to chapter 4 and says, Rejoice. Rejoice. And again, I say unto you, rejoice. And the Lord always. He goes on to verse 8 and verse 9 and goes on to say, if there, if I can say it this way, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatever, whatsoever things are good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think about them. Think about them. See, I feel like society around us has numbed us down to where we don't think anymore. Thank you. Amen. You want to know why I know that? Because I watch what some of us put on Facebook all the time. Amen. And we hide behind that screen. We got an opinion. We got a voice. And we, buddy, we're just going to send it out there for the world to see. We don't stop and pause and think about the impact of the things that we say on folks anymore. Right. And we also don't stop and pause long enough to think for ourselves and to think, is this God honoring? Thank you. Amen. We have to pause and we have to begin to think again. I remember sermons that Sonny Piles used to preach. uh, And I remember him preaching at Zion Rest back in 2005. And I won't ever ever forget this. But he said, you know, he used to get comments that people uh, would come to him and say, well, brother, you make me think. Well, I want God's people to start thinking again. This is not about feeling. Amen. Church is not a place for me to come and to get up before you and make you feel good. Right. Right. I was talking to, I had a sermon on my heart last Sunday, and I don't know how well it turned out or not, but I'll tell you, getting up in front of God's people and just having to tell you the truth sometimes stinks on our parts. Right. <laughs> it's tough. But you know what? I fear God more than I do, men. Amen. And I'm trying to keep His commandments because I'm trying to do it His way. Right. I'm not trying to do it my way. Proverbs, chapter, uh, Proverbs would tell us that there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, and the end thereof are the ways of what? Yeah. Death. See, sometimes we get into wanting to do a lot of things our way. I don't want to do it my way. I want to do it God's way. Amen. I want God's people to do it God's way. I want, God to worship. I want, I want God's people to worship God's way. I don't want us to worship the way man wants us to worship. I want us to worship God's way. I want us to come to church. And I know sometimes it's hard for us to kind of grasp this idea. But I've I've traveled a lot over the last 12 years going around and trying to speak at different churches. And one of my favorites is I'll be at a church and somebody will come up and say, I'll say, how are you doing today, brother? Well, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, you are, I guess. You know, I mean, I, I sometimes when God, when we come out to worship, we got to remember and think for a minute. We're coming to worship. We're not coming to do church today. Amen. This is not the church, or churches from afar have all gathered to worship. Amen. So we ought to come here wanting to worship, not do church. Amen. There's a huge difference in the way I'm saying that. If you don't understand it, talk to me afterwards. I'll be glad to explain further. So we have to begin to think about things a little differently. He says, whatsoever things are just, true, honest, 
pure and lovely and good of good report think on these things we got to begin to think a little differently and if we think a little differently verse 9 those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do it's not just enough to think then we got to put it into action i tell you for the primitive baptist the gospel message that we love so much the free grace that we teach completely by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, will His elect and His family, His loved ones will be at home in glory one of these days. But I will tell you, the end of the message is that we are supposed to be charitable like He was. So how do you think? you got to begin to think and then begin to do. All right? Now, why am I talking about a lot of this? I'm going to try to make sure I can uh, wrap this up in in a timely fashion. I'm in search of something. With all the things that are going on in society today, I don't watch the news much anymore. I don't like it. It just, I, frankly, I mean, if you just love being depressed, turn it on. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, uh, I don't have any other way to say that. Uh, I don't like listening to a lot of radio today. Uh, not necessarily big on a lot of pop culture and pop music and I'm not really that concerned about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's trial. Just not. Uh, Sorry. Um, No matter how much you love Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Anyways, I'm actually in search of something that God promised to us, His people. He says, The thief cometh not but to steal. This is John 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come, Jesus says, that they would ha- might have life. Amen. And that they would have it, life, right. it, life, more abundantly. Amen. If you don't believe that Satan is out there today trying to steal and trying to kill and trying to destroy God's people, you're just naive, folks. Right, right. He, and I'm telling you, he's doing a great job. Yeah, he's doing a marvelous job. They've got it all. I mean, again, worried about bringing up my children. I will, I will weather the storm and I will try to stand on God's principles as much as I can, Lord being my help. But I can tell you right now, He will destroy your life if He can. He'll steal that joy right out. And He's done it to me. Satan's been successful in my life. He has stolen my joy in many ways. And I've had to repent. I've had to ask the Lord to forgive me for some of my things that I've done. But I can tell you, He can return that joy because the Lord is more powerful than Satan will ever be. Okay, But Satan doesn't stop there. Just because he loses one battle doesn't mean he's going to stop. He's wily. We know wily coyote. Well, y'all might not. (laughs) Some of y'all, I forget how the age gap, right? All right. They don't put those cartoons because you're Samity Sam um, with his guns. Sorry. Uh, Wiley Coyote, he was a wily guy. And uh, if he didn't, if one thing didn't work, another thing, and another thing, and another thing, and another thing. And he wasn't going to stop. And that's the way the devil works. He is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may what? Devour. He's not looking to just bite you. He's not looking to nibble at you a little bit. No, he wants to devour you. And if we allow him, he can kill you. I've got friends that I graduated high school with that are no longer here. 
I got family members that are no longer here. I got some family members that are damaged beyond repair. Because Satan is very good at what he does. He will steal your joy. He will destroy your life. And I'm encouraging you because I want you to recognize Jesus says He came that we would have an abundant life. Amen. And that's what I'm in search for. But how do we get to that abundant life? Well, I'm going to give you some clues here while we try to close out. Over there in uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 where I just quoted from, where it says that He is like a roaring lion seeking whom He may devour, it, that, that verse ends that way, but it doesn't start that way. It starts this way, be sober and be vigilant. So for us today, I know some of us have recently got married. Some of us may have little ones. I know Brother Tim's now a granddaddy. Uh, you know, yes, praise God. And, and you, you think about raising up little ones. I'm telling you the time and the call for us to be vigilant is so important. It's so important yes. to be watchful. Yes. Watchful. Why? Because we don't know where all the danger is going to come from. And you've got to have your head a little bit on a swivel. Yep. If, we don't, if we don't stay vigilant, we just might get caught by surprise. Right. And I don't want any of us to be caught by surprise. That's why I encourage you, stay informed. Stay watchful out there and, seek, and, and, and be engaged in knowing what, how Satan is trying to Hurt your homes, hurt your marriages. I don't have enough time to go off into marriages. Sorry. But I can tell you, when thinking about kids, I got two young ones. They're four and two. And I got, y'all don't know this yet, but we got one on the way. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see about November how I'm feeling. (laughs) How she's feeling. But I can speak to how it is growing up with, with, with a four and a two-year-old now. And some of you out there are saying, wait till they get 13. Wait till they can drive. Wait till they're as big as you and can really say something back to you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to disagree or not acknowledge what you're saying, but I'm being watchful. Right. Amen. If I know that's possible, then I've got to prepare. Right. That's right. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Isaiah 55. Call upon Him while He is near. You can find yourself in a time where God is not as close to you as He once was. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. I would encourage you, if you want to find this abundant life, we've got to begin seeking the Lord avidly in everything that we do. And I encourage you, by all means, let's get rid of the mindset that church is a Sunday thing. That worship, excuse me, let me correct my own words, that worship is a Sunday thing. It is so great when God's people gather together like on a three-day meeting or on Sunday morning to gather to worship. It is so needful. I tell you, it just renews me for the week. But I tell you, if I stop there and I'm not worshiping at home, if I'm not praying with my my children and my wife, if I'm not singing with my family, if I'm not encouraging them and reiterating the teachings on Sunday, all throughout the week, 
I have failed. Why do I say that? I just, I think sometimes we just say silly things. Well, I go to, you know, well, the average Christian will say things like, well, I go to church on Sunday. And I'm like, whoop-de-doo. Right. <laughs> well, I've taken my children to church all their life. Once again, whoop-de-doo. If you want the abundant life that I'm talking about, this is the message of God. And the message these brothers are about to come up and preach after me. I'm asking you to allow it to change you. Amen. If the gospel has not changed you, I will ask you, what are you doing? Right. It's supposed to have an impact. Amen. So in order to get to that abundant life and to go where also uh, Jesus there in John 10 says, by me, he says, I am the door of the sheep. By me, they go in and out and find pasture. If you want that, you've got to allow the gospel message to change you. Change Amen. what you're doing. Change your attitude. Right, man. Change the way you pray. Change the way you talk to God. Change the way you love. My wife's taught me more about love. My parents taught me a great deal about love. But I tell you, I got married. I learned a whole new lot of love. And then I had children. And I learned a whole other lot of love. And where did I turn? I always kept turning back to the gospel message. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. You will understand what it means to, for husbands to love your wives when you understand what it meant for Christ to love His church. Amen. That He gave Himself for it. When we understand that, we'll start... Again, I'm asking you to change the way you think just a little bit. We'll end this way. In Proverbs chapter 8, we'll read a few verses. I was talking to my dad recently and sometimes we just get something on our mind and we just need to talk. And he says, you know, I haven't really prayed for wisdom in my life the way I should have prayed for wisdom. And so we know over in James chapter 1, verse like 5, 6, it says, if any man will ask for wisdom, I will give unto him liberally. Okay? And I would encourage you all that if you want the abundant life, we got to get the wisdom of God. And you know how you get the wisdom of God? You pick up the Word and read it. Amen. You got to be, it's got to be read outside of the church house. Y'all know that Bible sitting at home on that coffee table, dusty, and you hadn't picked it up in months. Y'all know that. If you want to know more about the Lord, you got to pick it up and read it. When you don't, and sorry, I'm about to put some pressure on some ministers here. And when you don't understand something, go to your minister and ask a question. Amen. Amen. Another friend, the same brother I was talking to that had the little league team, he says, Nobody comes and asks me questions. I said, Brother, that ain't just at your church, it's everywhere. <laughs> you know, try to give him a little comfort. Go read it. Ask questions. If you don't understand something, talk to somebody about it. We'll learn all. And then, not only that, you'll encourage your preacher. Right. You'll strengthen your church. You'll, have a, you'll draw closer together. Chapter 8, verse 14. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice. 
by me, princes rule and nobles, even all judges of the earth. I want you to know something. Even though we may not like the things that are going on in the world today, maybe politically, guess what? God allowed it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Might be just his judgment on his people. The same way that in the, in the nation of Israel, they wanted a king like all the other kings. And guess what they got? They got Saul. All right, so we got that point. Y'all with me? Okay. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. For you kids out there, seek God early, and, and we'll grab a hold tight and don't let go. Remember somebody used to tell me, he said, well, everybody's got to go up fool's hill. No, you don't. You ain't got to. I want the abundant life. I don't, have to, I don't have to make all the wrong decisions to finally hit rock bottom and say, well, Lord, now I need your help. Right, right. But see, that's most of us. Right. Most of us don't go to the Lord in prayer when we need to go to the Lord in prayer. We wait for everything to go wrong. Why? Because we're still battling the same sin that we had in the Garden of Eden from our daddy Adam. We all wanted to be a God of self. We want to be in control of our destiny. We want to be in control of where we go. I, you know, what do we say? I got it. No, you don't. Pause one thing and I'll grab one verse. Go over and read the last chapter of Job. And I want to grab this one verse because I'm going to misquote it. I'm thankful to have little humblers like Job in the Scripture where he says in chapter 42, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything and that no thought can be withholding from thee. Catch that. No thought can be withholding from him. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. I want you to know something. Sometimes we don't know everything. That's right. Going back to Philippians 4, you want to think about something that's just? Whatsoever things are just, think on the just. God is God and I'm not Him. Amen. And neither are you. And that's okay. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with, are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. I will fill their treasures. Amen. He can do it. He can bring you to that with abundant life, but it takes us making the right decisions and following His commandments and getting it. And, and allow me to say it this way we've got to get out of our own way and follow His way and allow Him to work in our lives. Amen. And when we allow Him to work, man, we just, we just may feel like we're coasting because there in Philippians it says, And the peace of God shall be with you. I'm looking for that peace. God bless you. Amen.